Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Frame Rank, yeah. the podcast where we rate frames. It, it, yeah. It's a weak pun, but we're sticking with it. Yeah, we're running with it. It's now one of our most popular shows, so I guess that name is stuck. I'm Michael Swain. I'm Abe Epperson. And joining us today in the third seat is a very special guest who has not graced the Small Beans feed before. Very happy to have him. Please introduce yourself, sir. I asked him while he took a sip of water. Perfect. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. I'm a professional. I'm a professional. I can take it <laughs> and talk. What's up, guys? Jackie's here. Jackie's Neil. Thanks yes. for having me, guys. Thanks for welcome, coming, Jackie's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't need to tell you. You came in and you adjusted the mic immediately. <laughs> to I like that you already have the instinct of Oh, Everyone yeah. Everyone should hear what I say all Everybody, the time. Everybody, you got you to hear what I got to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, to really? talk about yeah. this movie. Tip it. Go yeah, ahead. This What's movie? our movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What movie we talking about? Uh, <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors, right? Yeah, and yeah. we usually kick it off by asking, because the process is we sent a huge list of movies and you picked from the list. Mm -hmm. So why did this one call out to you? Why Little Shop? Uh, so I'm an actor um, from Chicago, so I grew up in theater. Mm -hmm. And uh, the second play I had ever done was Little Shop of Horrors. Damn. Uh, it was, you know, I, I, I did my first play, loved it, really enjoyed it. And uh, it was in high school. Mm -hmm. And the musical, the spring musical or the fall musical, whatever, uh, yeah. was the next show. I was like, I'll audition for this. I got in it. And just fell in love with nice doing what, what I do. Which role? Uh, in that show, in I was Mister Mushnick. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and we should be clear: we're covering the 1986. Rick we're covering Moranis. the movie, not the 1960. Yeah, oh yeah, the 1961 was. Why you know Jack Nicholson was in that one? Yes, he That's was. What, Young, so I was reading. It's actually, a different name, right? It's fairly yeah. confusing. Yeah, it's not a musical. The no, first one. The, the first one is one. A, like a shitty B sci-fi movie, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it was a musical, and then it was a movie of the musical. Okay, there's like Got a it. pretty right. <laughs> well-torn tradition of that, like Bat Boy, sure, you know, and stuff like that. Like they they take serious topics or like yeah. take something that was like was a legitimate like documentary and then turn it into right. a, an absolute Mocking nonsense. the foolishness of our ancestors. Yeah, as, Look yeah. how dumb they were as 30 comedies years and ago. musicals <laughs> yeah. should do. It's, yeah. it's for clowns. It's, it's pretty crazy <laughs> Like when you actually trace it back. Uh, yeah, so they made it a musical first, mm -hmm. and then the movie. Uh, so obviously when you're in a musical, you go watch the movie, uh, if there is a movie of it. And then I also directed the musical... Uh, a few years later. So it's just nice. something I love. Um, I will be, I'll just get this right off the bat. Um, even though the movie is fun, in comparison, I hate the movie. Uh, in oh, comparison no. to the actual play. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as a standalone thing, the movie is fun. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. But when you compare it to the stage play, they're different. They, are, they end differently. Uh, so yeah, and I know that's that was because test audiences reacted so poorly to the ending. They hated it. So I mean, I don't know. The studio yeah. system fucks us all. Yeah, Casablanca got changed several times. It happens. Right. But what? So I haven't seen the play ever. I yeah. was also all about high school theater and into college, but never came across Little, Little Shop. Shop. That's My crazy. second show was. Hair and everyone had to get naked, so uh, I would have rather did done you guys little really shop. get naked. Um, we did it, all really it, get naked, yeah. Damn, and in now high in school? retrospect, senior year, I'm like, 
what is why was the teacher allowed to have this pedophile fodder? Yeah. Like I yeah. bet there were some non parents coming to that show. Yeah. But anyway, that's a tale from another that's time. That's insane, man. <laughs> but um is I know it's like serious is or just explain the differences. What are the differences? Yeah, like? so they're both not serious. They're both okay. still very campy. And and look, I there I I say when I say hate, I don't mean that in a <laughs> content way. Sure. I hate. I wish that preferred, it was it was maybe? preferred. Yeah, yeah the the per, the preference is the stage musical. Uh, I think the stage musical has better songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the songs are uh, they have more songs. Like like Mr. Mushnick, for instance, has. Three songs in the musical. He has zero in the, mu- in the movie. No, yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't think he has any in the movie, does he? Or he probably he's, sings a song. He's, he's a group. They're as a group at one point. There's a but lot he of sing talking. talking anything yeah, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So there's the thing where he's like, "I saw you chopping yeah. him up." Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. He has his own. Like he has his Leading own song. Into supper time. It's like Mushnick mm. and Sons because uh, oh, he adopts okay. Seymour in the musical. Mm. Is mm. he such a dick in the musical? He's the same. Okay, uh, he's more. He's a bigger character in the musical right so so he did adopt him to like exploit his labor exactly exactly (laughs) uh one of my favorite songs in the musical is not in the show in the movie uh the meek shall inherit is Mm. it is very short in the movie but in the musical it's a really long drawn out song that really takes you through like how the greed is affecting (laughs) Seymour and is it a Seymour song it's a it's a Seymour song with ensemble okay uh, the one difference, and the do, I mean, but you know, whatever. And, uh, what's her name? Uh, Audrey has another yeah. song as well. Uh, and obviously, the biggest difference is in the stage musical, everybody dies. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, yeah. that was the original ending. I saw that is the version I like. And that's yeah. the version. Oh, I, you like the Everybody Dies ending? I somehow stumbled, like, my parents somehow stumbled on the VHS. I don't yeah. know. I think it's like someone knew someone and we got a copy you of it. You got a copy so of it. So that's the, the one I grew up with. Oh, really? Uh, and it's spectacular because yeah. <laughs> he eats Seymour. Mm-hmm. And, then what a, and then in addition to that, it's an elaborate, like, Taking over of the earth, knocking over buildings. You can watch it on YouTube. Yeah, they take over the entire planet. And the theater, like most theaters, will generally have like plant arms and shit drop down yeah. from the ceiling because oh he God. eats the theater yeah, and stuff. It's, yeah. Oh, you mean, he, I'm sorry. Because I was thinking, you mean in like theatrical production? And yeah, like stage plays. There's yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they used to in the 50s and 60s do like blast smells in the oh, movie yeah, theater. Yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, they do something shit. very close in the film, actually. What they do is they start slowly fading it to like, like so you don't notice that it looks clearly like it's a projection. Yeah. More than most most like 35 millimeter cinema mm-hmm. does. And then at the end, uh, Seymour rips through the V end card and it's supposed to, and it's like flickering, so yeah. it's supposed to look like projector lights, as if Seymour is now inside your theater yeah. taking over you here now. It would be effective three D tactic, it but really... it didn't exist in Well that might have been because I thought it was interesting in the trivia, Frank Oz's theory, who the director, also voice of Fozzie Bear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I agree is that in the theatrical production, there's immediately a curtain call. So, so you're you like, the, the actors again. didn't really die. Yeah. And people are so stupid that they're like, 
but this is a movie. These characters really did die. Therefore, right. I'm sad. I don't like yeah. this ending. And maybe that projector thing was an attempt to try to seem it where it's like, remember, you fucking assholes, it's a movie. It's a movie. Like, it's just yeah. Rick Moranis is fine, okay? Yeah. Well, Frank Oz... But people were still smashing the yeah. like, down button. Frank Oz said very publicly about the ending, and he thinks that the reason <laughs> it didn't ex- succeed... No, he felt, along with the producer, they, they both felt they were like... They took the test audiences. They got a really low score. They got like you're supposed to get you you add, they ask a question at most test screenings, which is would you would you like is this something Word you, of mouth. you'd be fine or you find it very weird if it was in theaters right now? Mm-hmm. And you, oh, oh, yeah, as long does as you it seem like, like the kind of thing you'd yeah, see in theaters. And if you get lower than a 55 out of 100, I think uh-huh. it's like they go oh shit. They, you go like fuck. Yeah. And this got like an 11. Yeah, you know, in a in an actual stage play, the people you are watching are right there. So mm-hmm. yeah, I you know it generally you know when somebody dies, they're dying right in front of you, so to say. Like my little brother at the time when I was my the first time I was in Little Shop, uh, he was. Uh, like between five and ten i don't remember mm-hmm. <laughs> i should remember but i don't and he cried when i got eaten by the plane because right, right. he was like oh no he's just <laughs> dying like on stage yeah, yeah. so he like yeah. cried when i got eaten by the plane decided to put on different clothes and died in yeah front of me. <laughs> but the 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 here here i think this is the biggest reason why the movie bothers me even though i love that they expanded on the dentist role uh, Steve, oh, the shit. dentist role is not as big in the, mo- but in the I was, musical. But yeah. there is a scene with a masochistic customer, right? Patient? No, no, that's okay. Christopher Guest. That was all just to get Christopher Guest. Or in no, it. no, that was Bill Murray. Was oh, Bill sorry, Murray. Bill yeah, Murray. Yeah. That's right. That's not in the musical. Okay, that's what uh, I was wondering because there was. I read this whole loop about. Nicholson was original, or someone, and it was, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. go on. <laughs> so you get the dentist song, which uh, Steve Martin does, but then you get the dentist song when he dies as well, which I don't think is in the actual movie. No. I can't remember. Uh, but his part is bigger, like, because you got Steve Martin, you got to use him. I mean, uh, yeah. And Bill Murray it. famously, no single line once he's in the dentist chair was scripted. Yeah. It's entirely like just Judd Apatow. Just, yeah. The editor had to f- make something work, and I think it really works. Oh, it works. It's so fun. He's so funny. Personally, but- and I, I'm sure I'll get shit for this, but... Uh, I think this is my favorite Steve Martin performance in anything ever, and really, it's up there with the jerk or dirty rotten scoundrel. Yeah. Where like I think Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a more like beloved film to my heart, uh-huh. but he's just being annoyed, Steve Martin, in that. This was the only time where I feel like I saw more because he used to do avant-garde shit on stage. Right. Like, I don't know. Personally, I think the King Tut song's boring and stupid. Sure. But so, but sure. his thing was he was more of a Robin Williams, where like he'd do really extreme characters and yeah. voices. Yeah. And I think this is the only movie, maybe yeah, like or outside of the Jerk, where yeah, he immediately I feel like capitalized on I'm famous enough to just be myself in movies, and that's fine with me. I think. Yes. But like this is still earlier in his career. He's making like. Choices. Crazy choices. He's making choices. Yeah. He contributed punching the nurse in the face. They weren't gonna do like he twice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and I know this wasn't his choice, but when his motorcycle literally flies in from the sky to land in a scene, yeah. I just love that shit. Uh it's also because like look look at the things he does like when his he gets off his motorcycle and then he hip thrusts. Yeah. And it stops and yeah. stuff like that. All that real like he thinks he's the coolest guy. 
that's because the tone of the movie is that. So it's just a really good fit for that aspect yeah. of Steve Martin that we don't usually see. Yeah, you don't get to see that from Steve. In uh, films, you don't usually get him going like, uh, play it. It's big, like yeah. it's it's crazy Jim yeah. Carrey levels, and we and we have the benefit of watching this film after a large body of work of his, right? Uh, which is fun to just go back and place it and say, yeah. But I, I can only imagine what it was like when he actually did it. Uh, oh, I wonder yeah. if they, because I mean, or he's he's an abusive boyfriend. In this, which I know yeah. is something that's a very common trope in movies, but uh, and it's they a, very quickly go out of their way to be like, "Don't worry, he's gonna die because of right, that." Like right. it balances out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's something that that's one thing too that you generally Steve Martin plays good guys. Yeah, uh, generally, and so this is one film where he's like not only an asshole, he's an abusive woman beating asshole. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty I, crazy. His death when I saw it as a kid was actually pretty like disturbing to me, more than I was ready for from this movie. Yeah. I forget what age, but because he dies like you die from the Joker gas in Batman. Yeah. He's like, he suffocates on nitrous, so he dies with like a rictus grin on his face. Uh -huh. That's the connection. The tools in the dentist's office he used on Bill Murray are the same tools used in Batman, the Keaton Batman. Oh, really? On the Joker, that's played by Jack funny. Nicholson, who's mm. in the original B movie uh, version. Of. That's so cool. It's everything's I, just recycled. I recycled. really <laughs> hate growing up. I watching this movie. I hated that sequence. I love Steve Martin, and I yeah. loved his performance, and I couldn't have enough of it. But I'd almost like fast forward as a little kid. It was you know we had one when of he's those, choking to death and when, laughing. When he's just going to town on different people, like oh. the sound design oh, yeah. and everything. It's just. You hate the dentist, and right. the it makes sounds, you hate it even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even today, like I like, or even when I watched it last, I was just like, kind of turned it down a little bit because I just didn't want to hear the drill and stuff. The kid they get to scream in the beginning of the dentist song in this movie though has the best scream. Do you know the kid? That blood little red scream. Kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. He is uh, the dentist. When I first auditioned for the play, the dentist is the role I wanted. Because uh, yeah, it's, it's the fun role. role. Like yeah. you're like, all right. If I'm not gonna be Seymour, I either right. want to be the plant or the dentist, right? Yeah. Because also in the musical, and this is a, this is a trope that every stage production, not every, but every professional stage production has of Little Shop. Uh -huh. The dentist plays every other role in the in the in the show. So oh, it's only okay. a five-person. It's the three doo-wop girls, the plant, Audrey, and then, then Seymour, Mr. Motionick, and the dentist plays the other seven characters in the in the stage. Oh, play. okay. Uh, so, but th those like, are the characters. Is Wink Winkleson in it or whatever his name? Yeah, is? yeah, at the end. So you get the first customer in the beginning, and then all uh, the characters at the end. Gotcha. That this same character plays, oh, including so that like the fun. woman. Yeah. Uh, which is which is pretty crazy. So that's something that they take out, obviously, because it's a movie. You yeah, get to have a whole bunch of people. I can't remember. Does the stage version have an explanation of why everyone's so batshit loony about these goddamn plants, or is it just taken as like just tonally like it's fine? Everyone I, just. I think them. it's. I think it's taken as it's just such a beauty. It doesn't have an explanation as far as why everybody's like it, crazy about it. They're doing psychological like even alien in the movie, shit or it's unclear whether it's like emitting spores that are mind control or, or it's it's just, just such an impressive plant that people are genuinely yeah. well, interested here's in the it. Thing. I have, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the real reason why I really don't, why I really 
prefer, and I think the movie does the actual story disjustice, is because you have that question. So I, it actually does answer that question in the stage play. You mm-hmm. have that question when you watch the movie. But in the stage play, when everybody dies, and then the final song, the finale, mm-hmm. which is not in the movie, obviously. It's but not Big Bad Mother from yeah, Outer Space. Yeah, which is such a <laughs> bad song. I hate that song. It's yeah. a weak uh, climax It's so song. weak, and yeah. it, it sounds so Even forced. Even as a kid, I felt that way. Yeah. But in the in musical, the stage play, the finale is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the message of it is... Don't ask you don't you don't want to get everything you want. <laughs> Essentially, right? right. right? Yeah. Uh okay. like if you get everything like you Seymour, want yeah. is bad. Greed is bad. Yeah. No yeah. matter how you get it. Overreaching. Uh, yeah. So I think what the thing is, is once people start seeing Audrey Two and wanting Audrey Twos, the message was, Oh, he's just giving everybody what they want. So everybody loves it because you're getting what you want yeah. <laughs> from this from this mm-hmm. plan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the movie, it doesn't it when you rip the rug and everybody lives. It's just like, all right, so why did everybody like the plant? It's really funny to me that test audiences are essentially saying, "I reject that message." Yeah, I want you to give me what I want in terms of giving Seymour what he wants. Exactly. Like just give. Shut up. Just give us what we want. Just give us what we want. (laughs) Give him what he wants. Trust us. We'll be fine. He gets the happy ending. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Very similar to the track of another movie. I hope we eventually get to Brazil where they, the test audiences were like, I know it's a satire about how society is completely fucked, but does it have to be sad at the end? Yeah. And they caved and changed it to this weird happy ending. And as a kid, you don't notice, but like watching this uh, last night for this show, I was applying my more, you know, adult analytical brain. And it is weird. They have to stretch so far to make Seymour a protagonist where at the end you go, yeah, I guess I'm happy that he gets the girl and the escapes in the house. Mm. But if you track his actions, it's like... He's a, he's a terrible person. He's a terrible person. <laughs> he's a terrible person. Because even if you're going with movie logic, which I don't, but they do, all movies do this, you hit your girlfriend... We don't know all the details, but that means you deserve to die. Mm. <laughs> the end. Mm-hmm. If, I don't care if you were abused growing up or you had a drug problem. All we know is you hit Audrey, die. Fine. I accept that. What I don't accept is Mushkin, the guy who like raised him. Yeah. yeah. He basically lets him die through intentional negligence, like 100% knowing me standing here still for 10 seconds is going to murder this man who mm. I know very well. I decide to let this happen. Yeah. And then just because he didn't like, you know, shoot him in the face, you're supposed to be like, <laughs> I don't know. He didn't really kill anyone. The plant. No, Seymour fucking killed Mr. Mushkin. Yeah. And so then it is really bizarre to me when the movie's like, how do we get out of this? They kiss, cut to a happy home, get the fuck out. <laughs> like, let's get out of the movie. It's such a weak, it's such a weak <laughs> ending to everything that was set up. Yeah. And then he, they have a little Seymour too plant yeah you know so, so it's, it's like well, the wink wink it's almost like wink, the yeah. villain wins gets what he wants and that's like it's like a faustian kind of thing <laughs> but there's no comeuppance you know right it's it's very weird man i and, and in the musical mr motion is much more of a, a manipulative asshole it's the uh, monkey's paw story but if you could yeah, take the monkey's paw and like threaten it and be like yeah, no consequences though i mean it's <laughs> gremlins yeah it's yeah. like it's a old i will a say this mm. the cast of the movie is fantastic 
Jeez. Okay, uh, yeah, I wanted to pivot. Is, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it, like everything I'm saying, I don't like about the movie. And I like the movie. I want to mm. be clear about that. I like the you movie. You picked but it. <laughs> the things that I'm saying that bother me about the movie in comparison, the cast has nothing to do with that. The cast yeah, was right. fucking fantastic. Ellen Green Beautiful. blows me away. She when, has a voice. I do. Yes, I does. also, like, every night I pray that Rick Moranis will one day, like, the return back, will happen. Yeah. But, yeah. And not in the form of... Have you heard his country albums that he's making? No. They're not... Make movies, Rick Moranis. But anyway, <laughs> um, he is a—he's great at what he does, being a comedic actor. But in the things where Ellen Green and he sing together, you're like, "Oh, he's to quote Sesame Street." One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> like it, but it really just—I uh, would say like peanut butter on a hot dog. It shows. <laughs> nope. It, nope. It shows. No, it shows the separation. Like, and it makes me just in awe of Ellen. Green's actual skill yeah. as a fully trained Broadway professional singer. Yeah. Yeah. There's certain lines and notes she hits, and the not just the vocal control to do it, yeah. but the choice. She makes creative choices of what to do with the quality of her voice in every line. Oh, mm. Amazing. They were it thinking about uh, Cindy Lauper yeah. and Madonna were considered. and Madonna would have been a bad choice. I think both would be a bad choice because uh, I think it's, talk about she's the Avita only one that came from off the, the direct off-Broadway yeah. You know, like show that caused this to be like we should make this to the movie, yeah. right? right? She knew <laughs> she's she knew the, the only character. one from the original cast. Um, she, yeah, she was. I mean, like the one thing that I love is her voice is so grating, and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. like her actual speaking voice as sure. Audrey is so grating and <laughs> annoying <laughs> that when she flips and she just starts belting and blowing, it's yeah. like, yeah. oh, goddamn. <laughs> like, that suddenly is, Seymour, you oh. know, she, like, goes into the upper register and it, she, like, kind of loses that yeah, raspiness. Like, yeah. And it's just like, damn. Yeah. Like, so I got a black guy, <laughs> but suddenly Seymour. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It's so amazing, <laughs> You're man. like, and the restraints where you're like, you can sing like that the whole time, mm. but you only bust it out a little mm. bit at a time. Yeah. Uh, Just everything about the, the doo-wop girls, the fact that they're, yes. you know, as Tisha Campbell and... Um, uh, yeah, from Martin, uh, from right? Martin, yeah, yeah, the girl from Tishina Martin. Arnold. Both of them are from Martin. <laughs> oh, okay. Pam and Gina. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both from Martin, which is so... I love that. They're named after three different doo-wop groups, which I had to look up. I didn't yeah. Know, like the Chiffons, yeah. the Crystals, and uh, you know, Ron Ants. It's so funny to me because uh, you and I have such different tastes. Because mm-hmm. uh, I've I never... Musicals have never worked on me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't... There's something that I, I don't them. like <laughs> about characters saying what they... Th- they feel about things directly uh-huh. to people. How does that make you feel? Tell me directly. It makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so the things that I, when I watched this movie, my experience was much different. Mm. Uh, I think we both agree that it's like, it's not the best thing in the world, but like the reason that I like applaud it, if I'm doing any applauding, is not because I think that the story is amazing. I've seen the story. I grew up with it. I really liked it as a kid. Uh, I think I was more open to musicals than I am now. Maybe that's just me being an asshole or whatever. But um, this is such a sleeper like tech tech like 
aspect of movie Finally, making. can we talk about puppets yeah. at a long last? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's so good at the tech. The choreography yes. uh, is of a different age that they don't choreograph movies like this anymore. Yeah. They, that, that has gone completely to the stage. Mm. It's very it's choreographed and like, it's beautiful. It's a, like it's a stage production. Yeah, because it's uh, literally a stage production. Yeah. It was shot in England and Pinewood, yeah. you know, where they shot 007 stuff. Which I th- at that time was the largest yeah. indoor set in on fact, the face got, of the earth. In uh, fact, it still, still exists. There was like a fire that happened that was pretty big. Uh, that like right. a, The Game of Thrones rebuilt it, you know. No. Uh, it, all of Rome from HBO was shot on it. Oh, really? Uh, but yeah, they built it because they were like, 007, we need to make all of 007 and stage stuff. And yeah. they used all of it and at one point in this movie for the finale bit where it's like it it like is the big sweeping shots mm. and because it wasn't heated they had to put did you read this they mm. had to put ice cubes in all of the actors and dancers mouths mm. so oh. they wouldn't have uh they would breath yeah i've had to do that for a commercial that, yeah. and it oh was so they awful. wouldn't yeah, have <laughs> breath yeah because yeah. you cool you right. cool that cool it down you so cool your not, mouth down so yeah. you don't see the breath i had to Jesus. do that for a commercial a, i shot in chicago during winter mm-hmm. that was supposed to be oh set in california for whatever reason <gasps> yep and i had speaking lines I, outside and they tried to like, shoot it outdoors it's uh, like we why? had to shoot yeah. one little section outdoors it was so for an hour i had to eat ice chips because yep. I was talking in 15 degree weather outside. And you just need to make And the shot pull. is taking a big bite of a fish sandwich. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <Yeah. laughs> the, shot is going, the shot is going to tour, tour bus. It's, it was ridiculous. But, yeah, it is, uh, it's really impressive all aspects yes. of that. The stage, the uh, choreography, and the puppetry. Right. I doubt the stage production has a giant puppet of the inside of someone's mouth to make a shot work. Am I correct about right. that? The, say that again? Well, in the dentist sequence, right. they oh. built a puppet. Yeah, that's a singing, fully articulated tongue, teeth, and lips, yeah, and like no, a console. They used yeah. f- a forced perspective prop so that Steve Martin could reach in with a drill, and it looks like this weird art. The the and like Jim Henson's son also worked on this, but going in knowing that the creative team is a creative team that did stuff like Sesame Street, Muppets, right. and Dark Crystal. It becomes so much clearer what's going on because, yeah. like, a lot of the shots feel like Sesame Street shots. There's a I did notice an Oscar Grouch reference this time, which I didn't before. In the Skid Row song, there's a homeless dude in a green jacket, stand like only uh, waist up in a trash can. Yeah, and it's like, Oscar Grouch. That's Oscar Grouch, which yeah. made me realize. The it's whole, a lot of good. It's a lot of fun little, uh, fun little things like that throughout yeah. the movie. That not only it pays homage to uh, the fifties movie mm-hmm. or the fifties and sixties movie, the stage production and yeah. Jim Henson's world just in general. Yeah, yeah, it's also just weird to me to know that this same team, like, because Sesame Street sort of actually made like a like a. You know, like a brick walk-up neighborhood in New York accessible to kids. That was one mm-hmm. of the things it did by being like, yeah, it's this bustling like hive of activity. The neighbors are nice. You learn shit. Um, and even things like Oscar the Grouch were like, you might see a homeless guy, but that's a, he's cool. Yeah. And now they're adding like HIV positive care. It's funny that the same team can then switch and be like, all right, cut the shit. We're all adults now. Skid Row song. It fucking sucks here. Yeah. You got to use terrazzo on the bathroom floors of these whores <laughs> uptown. Yeah. Like, I, love, I was like, whoa, what happened to all the Sesame Street positivity? Yeah. But- the one thing that I love about the musical movie and stage play, mm-hmm. uh, probably more so the stage play, but the movie does this too, is it almost sets up 
with two opening songs. So yeah. you have like yeah, you yeah, have yeah. like the it, it, it's it's, a, it's something that is a device that isn't used as often in film anymore, uh, where they say. Yo, this is what this entire story is about. Because oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that's what the doo wop girls basically do I is they tell you what the story is Skid about. Skid Row is not the first song. No, the first it's not. song it's is Little Shop. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, yeah. it was like, and here's a movie Little Shop, <laughs> yeah. Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> and then it goes down, and then it like phase up. And then Skid Row comes on. I'm like, I this love, is so yeah. amazing. Yeah. And the <laughs> fact that the Cosmos shot turns into an oil slick on yeah. top of a puddle. I yeah. love that. It, it's such a cool way to start. Uh, As a kid, a I remember the exact moment I was like hooked on the story was the, oh, and by the way, we should say Howard Ashman, Alan Menken of, yeah. like Alan Menken of yeah. many Disney movies fan. Writer, composer. Um, poor. All my life, I've always when it switched to that, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, (laughs) oh, what's this? (laughs) Because like it, because it is a very upbeat. uh, Down, no skip. Poor. Yeah, it's all a, my life five, and it was like, oh wait, oh there's, shit, there's gonna be tonal <laughs> variation in yeah. this, which is yeah. what I and like. And then the song yeah. even slows down more than that, like it, uh, like, and then it ramps back up, like right at the end. But it slows yeah. down when Seymour and Audrey are singing. Yes, uh, like mm-hmm. almost to a ballad. Yeah, exactly. When they're like <laughs> around is, the corner from each other, yeah, like the, yeah. it's well crafted songs. It's a really well crafted song. And given that it's a stage, and that you know these people spent season after season, or Frank Oz directed a lot of Sesame Street episodes, it is cool to see how his mind handles stage choreography for mm. film. Like there was the the shot after at the end of Somewhere That's Green. I did have to look up how they did it, but I noticed it organically this time. Is man. She had to finish singing somewhere that's green. They had to nail a crane shot that pulls out of her apartment window, and then it goes up to Ronette, Crystal, and Chiffon on the roof, and they begin uh, some fun now. Yeah, and there it's a, a wonder. It's a wonder. And yeah. then I, looking it up online, I found out it's even more impressive than I thought because no crane existed at that time that did that long of a shot. Yep. So it one crane pulled the camera back and then the next crane picked the camera up and kept going. Yeah, so imagine amazing. basically... It's like they didn't have to try that hard ba- and they did. Basically imagine a, like forklifts <laughs> yeah. in the yeah. air, you know, yeah. that's lifting each other and like trying to nail that gimbal. That's mm-hmm. a lot of impressive craftsmanship. Yeah. I think one thing that I do like about the movie... Uh, and there are other movies like this, but like the stage play can live on. You can do it. You can always set it. It's set in the fifties, right? Uh, so when you go watch mo- uh, like live productions, you can easily be dropped back in it. But the mm-hmm. movie, why I think it's so effective is even though it's an eighties movie and it feels like an eighties movie, <laughs> uh, it's also set in the fifties. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't think you could make that movie, I don't think you could remake Little Shop and it works as well. Because I think they would try to do too much with it. I agree with you entirely. Yeah, they would yeah. try to do too much with it. They would try to make it too... Yeah. <laughs> it would probably be CGI'd. And oh, it would probably sure. be... You know, and it would, like, they it would, would lose a little bit of that it would 50s be music. Appeal. It would feel like a music video. Because yeah. it would be vi- the visual strategies employed would be so loud and the filmmaking yeah. would be so loud. This is so like shot like TV show, like you mentioned yeah. with Sesame's. His 
impulse, Frank Oz's impulse is to just approach things as a proscenium. So it's just, here's the theater, we have the moving parts, I basically can go side to side with my camera up and down. Mm. And the name for that is Dollhouse Cinema, and it's yeah, like, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, sure, in, like uh, it's as if you're just taking a cut away of like a house. That's how they made some, yeah. and it, it's uh, like... Death it, of a Salesman used to almost always Sometimes do that. Like it's that, also yeah. very yeah. popular in the 60s. Uh, it was like a, a cut French, away set French design. New Wave yeah. thing. You know, right. um, there's a lot of, you know, French wave filmmakers who did that kind of stuff. And what it does is it really like because it's a fairly flat plane. He doesn't he does work with depth. And when he, you notice it, when he works with. Right. Depth. Yeah. Right. And it works. it works. It works because like suddenly Seymour kind of has depth. Yeah, in it. it does. But like you kind of need it there because it's the explosion of their relationship. finally. Yeah. But then yeah. sometimes when they're just singing. Like you were saying, like sometimes it's just the close up, close up, close up, close up, mm. because it's just this is just a love song. What's better to show? There's no big dance number. There's nothing to you know really immerse yourself into with the lensing. So you just yeah. like pop an 85 on and just like shoot it, and it's just like oh okay, so this is just a film, and then there's musical sequences that are shot and wide, and the choreography and the staging is doing all your work for you. Yeah. That is a great seamless way to do a musical that's not trying to say, like, look at me, I'm the filmmaker. Right. Now we're very it's we're very beholden to like what's the visual like shtick of this thing. Which would I think hurt this because the simplicity of the time is set in actually works to its benefit. Yeah. yeah. And in the movie, I think with basically 99% of the movie being shot in that way, it would it makes what the original ending was supposed to be even more effective because right. it's such a departure from the rest of the film. Like he's busting through the screen and like that. Yeah, it's you really... can kind of tell it's a set a little bit the whole movie. Yeah. So if then it cut to a puppet wrecking models, I would be like, that makes sense. Yeah. That's where this should escalate because yeah. it's a set. Now let's like tear it down. Let's tear yeah. it down. Yeah. And it, it just, man, it makes me so sad that they just <laughs> basically ripped that away from themselves. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> we as audiences are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's yeah. unfortunate. I know Brazil and Army of Darkness too. Do you know Army of Darkness? No. Slept too long. Yeah, yeah. There was there were two different endings where the universe completely ended in some way. Yeah. And no one would accept it, so they had to just like pull it back pull into it back. Fine, then he kills all the evil people at the end. Fine. Fuck it's, you guys. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh Dodgeball makes fun of that. I don't know. I'm sure you guys have seen yeah, the yeah. Dodgeball. Right. Uh I always thought that that was a true story. How they ended, like they actually did shoot it and it tested bad, yeah. And, but it just like they just <laughs> truly made fun of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's so weird how we as audiences don't like to see what we perceive as unhappy endings, or at least the majority. Yeah, unless you're going to for like, something that's supposed to be light. I, I doubt guess. they were showing Requiem for a Dream and people were like, "Can't you salvage it?" At right, the end? <laughs> like, right, maybe. I, I have a question for you guys because I want to talk a little bit about uh, Audrey 2, which is, was there a performance in the 80s that was like this at all? Did this come out of nowhere for uh, a lot of audience? Well, Audrey 2 is, from the stage play and the movie, 
but uh, most moviegoers hadn't seen or heard of Little right, Shop. Right, but the the actual plant is based off of like a Four Tops like type performance. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So I think that was a. I think that was something which is a very fifties thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the there's this crass that irreverence that he has. And it was of, it was the first uh, Oscar nominated song to have like the word titty and shit in it. Yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah. I don't know. I, I because mean, I don't think there was. I because I was actually I was born in '85, so like I wasn't I wasn't privy to anything until like the mid '90s anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh, but like when I look back and I look at the vi- movies that I like have stayed popular, uh, like. I have the sleeper theory that I don't think uh, Aladdin's genie would be what Aladdin's genie is uh-huh. without a character like. The you way- mean because his because his character is so out of place, so and, out of uh, place, and it's fine, and it, and it works, bombastic, right. it works. Yeah. Yeah. You have to assume that he travels through time to make make right. it work in your head. You're there's like, this moment where oh, he knows about cars. Okay, yeah, there's this moment, <laughs> and, and it's totally fine. I mean, it's at the end, so by this point, it's like hook, line, and sinker. Uh, but there's like he when he gets the phone, the payphone in the florist, yeah, and he like gets money and puts it in Audrey and dials yeah. Audrey to kill her and stuff. Yeah. He checks, he checks the, 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 so pay, the coin return. <laughs> yeah. And that's such a joke for people who only have ever used payphones. Right. Which is no the alien plant understands like oh, a nuanced true. joke but also, about checking to see if someone left their quarter in there. People under... 30 watching that today don't get that joke yeah Which but everybody everybody everyone over 30 would yeah, <laughs> yeah. everyone over 30 or, yeah. yeah 30 or over yeah uh but yeah it's like one of those things where it's like that's a hilarious joke because it means what because it, it, it's one of those jokes that makes you take index of like oh yeah this is an alien plant i'm watching mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. yeah uh, i was all taken up about the murder you see yeah. but it was really an and, the fun, and, and the fun thing about just little shop in general all of them is they nothing everything that happens in this musical is told to you in the first 30 minutes Yes. Uh, so like fast. you know when 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 it reveals that he's an alien from outer space mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. which like, is something that's true that in the movie. Yeah. They say it yeah. like when the yeah. customer comes in and Seymour says what happened. Like it's clearly an alien story. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but it doesn't click until the end. Uh, the beginning song when the doo-wop girls they tell yeah. you this is yeah. not a happy story. Uh, this yeah. is a bad. Yeah. This is a this, this is a, a horror story, yeah. Yeah. but they're doing a like, yeah. like the doo-wop. So it's, it's, it's like, such a really fun plot device to say. Yeah. We're not trying to surprise you. We're just trying to tell you the story. Yeah, uh, and I, I think, but the movie is full of surprises, right? Which, which is weird. That's the yeah. That's that bombastic was, tone that yeah. they. I think the play it comes from the play, but it also I think is very well accomplished in. This movie, yeah, even it though is. it's not done in the traditional way that a play would, because it's done with the, all of the emphasis and money of Hollywood. Yeah, they made a production out of it using everything at their disposal, except for really the theater. They brought the theater into the movie. Yeah. is what they right. did. And if the surprises feel more like, because not having seen the theatrical production, to me the reason the movie was so surprising is you're like, 
wait, we're going to have a song about the dentist being yeah. a sadist? I didn't... It's like that it meanders wherever the fuck it wants and doesn't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't follow like a clean structure, and yet the structure is... V- projected and you're like this is gonna happen then this is gonna happen it's all fine like everyone relax everybody relax (laughs) yeah listen to the songs but because of that they have the freedom to be like "Ah, so here's a song about a side character in their life like you didn't know we were gonna go home with them or whatever i love that it's insane to me that in a like a movie that more or less is i mean it's like an hour and 40 minutes runtime or 36 but like obviously 10 almost 10 minutes or eight minutes of that is credits (laughs) so for like the real quick for how quick it is it's insane to me that there's like three minutes of bill murray even exists uh the fact that john candy john candy gets a little time gets way more time than (laughs) is necessary for that plot beat to happen (laughs) yeah even the dentist like you're saying gets like multiple songs it has multiple openings it explains things multiple (laughs) times throughout that aren't even that complicated it's because the plot is super Super simple. Yeah. Plant falls to earth, needs blood. Guy in a, makes deal with plant, starts killing people. The end. Regrets it. Yeah. Yeah. Regrets or it doesn't, the, depending on the depending ending. Depending on the ending. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. He regrets it at the end. Yeah. I, I think one reason, too, the plan really works, and the movie does a really good job in showing this, uh, is that every character is a very... A stereotypical model of what they're supposed to be. Yeah, an archetype. Uh, you know, uh, Mr. Mushnick is <laughs> the greedy Jewish floral shop. Yeah, right. okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, the doo-wop girls are street yeah. urchins. Uh, and then he's like, better yourselves. And you're like, right. dude, you're working at a failing flower shop exactly. on Skid Row. Let's not judge you, everyone. Not judge I mean, you get that from Skid Row because when it co- when he gets in the alley and he's like, uh, when Rick Moranis is in the alley and he yeah. looks around and he sees a bunch of homeless people like grabbing at the oh, gate they're like, like zombies. Creepy, I love yeah. homeless you're like, people okay, I see what this is. This yeah. is a yeah. motif of ho- like homeless people are also like, just bullshit. Audrey, why are you letting this your boyfriend abuse you? I don't no, I'm yeah. too dumb to get I'm out too, of the situation. I'm a dumb blonde girl. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Seymour. I'm a dork loser. Like, yeah. everything orphan. about... Orphan. Uh, orphan. Everything <laughs> about these characters the are such archetypes. Yeah. And done in a really well way. I don't think mm-hmm. they're one note, yeah. but I think they are done really well done. Even the dentist. Like, what do we associate dentistry with? Pain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and money. Fear. Yeah. And yeah. God, yeah. when he takes off his motorcycle jacket to be... Funny be a dentist so good because what we don't expect is the motorcycle and leather jacket type guy right yeah. so when you but then when it connects you go that it does make, t- make it sense, sense. this would be a dentist yeah. yeah so the plant being such a departure where it's like wait a minute this isn't an arc uh this isn't an archetype at no, all because it's not, not a, an alien nothing. like we have come for your reason. Right. It's like, I'm very casual and bombastic. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah fuck you, I'm an alien. I have yeah. a beautiful black male singing voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> place me, motherfuckers. Laughing <laughs> 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 just maniacally, just at, like, it reminds me of that Mars Attacks alien. Like, when oh, yeah. the plan is, like, hatched in the, like, in the brain of the protagonist, 
they realize how evil they are. The yeah. the antagonist is. Uh, it's hilarious to me that he's just like, yeah, like grow up. Like, what does he say? He's like, like answer the phone or something like that. He says something. He's just like, didn't you know that I was this evil? Isn't it great? Like, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like rubbing it in his face, and it's just so also super overconfident considering it can't move very well that it's like you can't stop me nothing yeah. can stop me nothing can stop although like, well we just had to electrocute you it wasn't that hard right even that is that's a another reason that the altered ending sucks i think yeah because yeah, it shows oh we could have just like put this motherfucker down like a food disposal a garbage disposal right <laughs> it didn't see like, it takes away the plant you're like i guess it was never that big a threat it was the story of like a weak ass alien that's invasion. right <laughs> so yeah that's right because you don't get the part in the in the changed ending where he breaks the pot and he has legs, and yeah. that's a ruse as he well. Get, he breaks the pot and he has legs, but can barely move. He moves like an inch at a time. And in mm-hmm. the alter ending, you he's see them climbing way buildings. More powerful. And, oh yeah, he's yeah. walking everywhere. He's knocking over buildings. Yeah, right. So you see that it is, which is yeah, which is why like stage plays drop the plant legs yeah, like yeah, in the yeah. audience because it's like he can get all around you you yeah. know what I'm saying <laughs> uh, and then oh, I love this part too where everybody is singing out of the plant's mouth for the finale because oh, everybody man. is eating so yeah. the whole cast is inside that. the plant that's awesome uh, yeah, so that's it, I gotta the, see the show in the movie yeah, I, I, I really do enjoy the movie. <laughs> I really do enjoy it the movie. It undermines that sentiment how many times you've had to say that. But it, go because ahead. <laughs> it is, it is, I just, I, it is the only thing I don't like, I hate this with movies in general, is when you pull the rug from under yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the two, it's, it's amazing, this movie is the epitome of me of how two minutes of a movie <laughs> can discredit almost an entire movie, which can make some people not like it. Usually if it's the last two minutes, too. Yeah, if it's the last two minutes. <laughs> because this movie is so fun. Like yeah. I said, it, it is perfectly cast, in my opinion. Uh, it is a musical that is perfectly cast because... I'm thinking of Down other like musicals. Christopher Guest. Just, it's like, yeah. why did that have to be such a powerhouse of a talent for that part? Right. Just for that little part. Him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he, he wasn't was that well known at the time. But his knowing that he his normal voice is like a pretty straightforward British mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. I, everything Christopher Guest does, I'm just like, what is that voice, man? That's amazing. Yeah. His weird like. I, generic fifties guy yeah, voice is yeah, fucking yeah. awesome in this movie. Was this before? Uh, was this before? Uh, Spinal Tap. Uh, 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 Spinal Tap. No, no, no. Was this before? Um, fuck. What's the Rick Moranis? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, that's a good I, question. Yeah, that is. I, a good, I'll. I've got look the computer. It up. Yeah, so I'll look, look it up. up. Um. Uh no, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, it's this after. was. It's after. Yeah. It's what, after what Honey, was I Shrunk it? the Kids. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was eighty nine. This movie was 86. 86. Yeah, yeah. And Ghostbusters was 84, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, really, I mean, Ghost, I mean, you know, Rick Moranis was popular from SCTV and right. just a whole bunch of Spaceballs. When did Spaceballs great. come out? Have you seen Strange Brew based no. on their SCTV? It's yeah. him and Dave Thomas. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I okay. thought you meant like Moses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the movie. They made a movie of that sketch. Yeah. It's good. Spaceballs <laughs> came great. out even after this. Ma- Max Vencito is in it? Yeah. <laughs> As a hockey mind control game. Anyway, uh, yeah, Spaceballs. So this we movie was really, yeah, balls. we won't. But this movie was a Spaceballs. vehicle for Rick Moranis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Even though his movie career. And I, 
yeah. like only lasted for another five years by choice. Uh, and this would not be considered like the crown jewel of his career even. This no. was like, you're right. This was in between two bigger movies for him, Ghostbusters and what? And Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And then Spaceball. He was big. Spaceball was true. a pretty big, yeah. big deal. But This is probably the smallest of all This of made him a household movies. name, I think. This, you think? Little Shop? Yeah. It made him a household name where other production companies were like, oh, we'll cast Rick Moranis. I think Honey, I Shrunk the Kids probably got no. See, Maybe I just think, in retrospect. I think Honey, I Shrunk the Kids with Rick Moranis works because it's Rick Moranis, not the other way around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that movie, you he like the everything about that movie is so believable that Rick Moranis would be that person. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Zelensky. if without like. Ghostbusters and uh, mm. Little Shop, where yeah. he plays like the nerdy character so well that you're just like, all right, what is this movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids works so well because you know Rick Moranis is in it from the jump. I also didn't realize how much of Rick Moranis's career he spent doing like which what were for the time mm. intense special effects scenes yeah like he probably spent a lot of his time on set more than your average like seth rogan or whatever yeah um getting strapped to helmets and shit and having to like act to a giant ant and then a plant and in little shop like they uh audrey they wanted to speed up the footage so in this end scenes where he acts with audrey they had to play a track of him performing the scene yeah. and he had to move in slow motion and lip sync in slow motion. So it's like, I wonder if he quit acting because he was sick of how separated it is from acting. Yeah. You know, because I know that's... It's very technical. The he love was in of, a lot of technical shit. I think the love of theater for almost every actor comes from the place of like, at least on stage, I get to like inhabit the character and then act for a length of time yeah. without being interrupted. Rick Moranis like had to act with Slimer and giant ants and shit. Yeah, probably wasn't that satisfying of a career. Or right. I don't know. I don't know. D- yeah, I don't want to suppose. Dogs. But no, no, that, that's well, probably a good point. But it's yeah, crazy more to me techno, just to imagine like watching a movie, but knowing that you did that scene in slow motion, and you're like, it's so that's crazy. not real acting. This is so fake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it also it also is. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know this. I think that's probably a reason why he hasn't come back to acting. He was that's like, you what know I'm what? Wondering, yeah, it is. That was a, that was a grind. The reason he left, according right. to him, is because his wife like didn't his wife pass away oh i didn't know uh his wife passed away and he had to he wanted Single to raise dad. his daughter <laughs> yeah oh. uh but by the time she was grown i think he was like i have no desire to go back to that world um, anymore. yeah it's our feedback app is telling us test audiences do not like that story can you please alter the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, uh, right. I, I just wanted he to, got four wives i just wanted to be said though like i you do not blame the producers for that choice do not blame the director for changing it for changing it no i mean because they they're sinking a lot of money into this production. Yeah. A huge amount of Here money. Here comes the suit. Uh, <laughs> look at the directors they were thinking about to like uh, to direct this before. They were thinking about Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Tell me that that's not that's thoroughly weird. like, okay, we're going with the dark ending. Yeah. yeah. You know, t- the other one is John Landis, which feels like a pretty good fit, actually, because yeah. he's American Werewolf. He's already worked with a lot of like tech stuff, mm-hmm. but he's also got a really dark... 
kind of spot. Yeah. Like yeah. he's pretty dark. He's already grooming his son for evil. He's sure, got a lot sure. of experience yeah, in the this field. Is, this is said during well, all the maxil- He killed two kids with a helicopter at this point already, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the... Imagine I, I being think John Landis. Weird life. Weird it would just life. be a weird ride. Yeah. Go ahead, weird life. I think what... I think Warner Brothers in general wanted the ending that they got. Uh, from the beginning, you think? The front, no, it, it, they said, like it's uh, been said, they didn't want them to die. Okay. And the director and I think the main producer of the yeah. film pushed for it. No, let's keep it original. Yeah. And they won that fight. And then they met, and then it and interviews then, their docile. It's a very and then typical it went back. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So I think the who, I, I don't know who the producer was. I forgot who the producer was on this film, but he wanted to keep it mm-hmm. like mm. everybody dies. Mm-hmm. And Warner Brothers was like, no, uh, you can't do that. Yeah. And he won the fight, and and the end, Warner Brothers actually won the fight. But I agree with you, dude. I yeah. I get it because here's the thing. One, the movie has to come out. Right. And mm-hmm. if the audiences hate it, who's it for? Who's it for? <laughs> yeah. Right? I, it's twofold for me. So I get it. I get it from a production standpoint, where it's like we have to put this movie out, or else we just wasted all this money filming yep. it. And I think it would be a travesty if this movie didn't exist, right. uh, mm-hmm. because it did let it reach a much larger audience of people who hadn't seen the the play because yeah. I saw this movie first and like, like we keep when saying I was the kid. cast nails it the like, cast it, nails it it, it introduced me a, to a lot of these actors yeah so. it, it would be a travesty if this movie did not exist so if that's what it had to do to get made so be it uh, but there is a part of me that wishes you know, when you have the Frank Oz's and the people who had this big vision, it was like, all right, we're going to take this risk and do this in a way that we want to do it exactly. It does sadden me that somebody was like, you know what? I know test audiences didn't like it, but trust me, they will. <laughs> and that happens very you know? rarely. Like, I feel like when No Country for Old Men was in theaters, a lot of people walking out were genuinely like, what the fuck was the end? Yeah. What? I didn't... I hated that. The ending was so fucked up. Right. And then within six months, everyone was like, never mind, I get it now. I get it they now. They were challenging us to think about nihilism and these nuanced topics. I get it. It's the best picture of the year. And it's like, that's why the Coens are my favorite, is the confidence to to be like, no, the vision's correct. And they're like, but the audiences don't like it. We know. That's we intentional know. that they yeah. don't like it. They can yeah. be unsatisfied you. for a little Trust bit. Yeah. Yeah. Trust it. it, 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 it <laughs> it's like if Inception was made in 1986. We would have known whether <laughs> the top fell or not. It would be amazing. Right? Because yeah. the audiences would have hated that. Yeah. But, you know, I can't, I can't imagine somebody going to Christopher Nolan and saying, we think the audience would hate this. And he would just say... So fucking what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I still won't tell you whether it's, like, it's a dream or not. And remember, the, uh, <laughs> the Artur director has not really taken hold of Hollywood at this point yet. Right. I mean, we, we were, 77 was the first blockbuster. And well, like Kubrick, when is he? It's about to happen. To abuse it's a, people. <laughs> like, the repetition, because it's, it's happened before in the 80s with a lot mm-hmm. of movies, uh, with, the, with, like, the Spielbergs and Lucas and stuff. But, um, it's going to really take hold because now multiple people, it, it's not just Star Wars. It's like 
you have multiple options. We're about to get close encounters. We're about to get yeah. a lot of just like the block everyone cluster, just yeah. loves it when people take chances that studios are now going to be asking for not studio films like this, but things like, you know, uh, just taking risks on actual people. And yeah. so this is kind of one of 86 is like one of those years where it's in that nebulous space that like there's a lot of choices behind the camera uh, and in the office that are being made that no one is sure of where it's going yet. Mm. This movie got fucked with a lot by the studio. I get the impression because like they even there was a trivia thing where it said someone was friends with Rodney Dangerfield to this day. No one knows who did it, but like to the point where they said he could be the guy who comes and tries to buy the Audrey too to propagate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got a draft of the script one day and it was just listed as Rodney Dangerfield. And Frank Oz had to be like, who said you could cast Rodney? It's Jim Belushi. Like we already got right. him. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the studio was like trying to sneak in and change shit constantly. Um, and I was just surprised how much they reshot. They redid the entire dentist office sequence. Yeah without bloodstains on the walls because there were originally bloodstains on the walls. So it's also amazing to me that Bill Murray, who legendarily is like difficult to work with or get to do the same thing twice, mm-hmm. they had to get him to come back and redo his whole improv bit again without bloodstains, mm-hmm. without That's any insane. blood effects. Yeah. That's so insane. <laughs> do you yeah. guys know, I don't know this off the top of my head, I'm sure there has been, but the scope of stage productions turned into mu- stage musicals. Oh, well, I guess, well, not really. Stage productions turned into um, movies. movies. Well, I know like West we Side Story. We were talking about Madonna's. What do you mean by scope? Just like how, ma- how, like how, often had, how often had it happened? I mean, Jesus oh, Christ, before Superstar. This time? Yeah. Superstar was in the early 80s, so yeah. that had happened. Uh, okay. In the, the 60s, there was a lot. There was a lot. Because there was oh, a lot of musicals. Speaking of choreography as a lost God's art form, Oliver... Have you seen Oliver, the movie version of the Oliver, Oliver Twist, Twist musical? Yeah. No, Oliver was my first play I oh, ever did. <laughs> the movie version, you'll still like the play better, but... I don't remember the play at all. The so. movie version does something that the musical literally couldn't do, and I do think if you're going to change mediums, a fun trick is to be like, you couldn't have physically done this as yeah. a play, so yeah. that's why it can be a movie. It, uh, I forget her name, but she, legendary Broadway choreographer. There are like wide angle shots in the movie version Oliver with like 500 dancers in right, frame. Right. It's awesome. The choreography is like over the top. Too much effort was spent on the choreography. Uh, but yeah, that's an interesting question. I and think test audiences made them cut the villain song. Sorry. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Crazy. Speaking of. Um, because I would, I would argue that definitely up to like this point in history like 86 mm-hmm. uh i would argue that almost all of it was musicals really well were, done. and not an i'm ref- like but 60s they, era so yeah many. they were just wh- where do we find musicals well you just go to stage right yeah and then i start thinking about like more recent history and i think of things like moulin rouge or chicago even where it's like it was more kind of designed at the same time right. uh so that it became a new thing uh, we got a huge. We had a huge '90s thing because there was like, there was whole like Baz Luhrmann craze and stuff like that. And there, you know, yeah. there was musical versions of Romeo and Juliet where it like felt like it was kind of, uh, it was kind of stagey, but it was just written for film. So it was all over the place. But then I am also thinking about like Preston's, Labyrinth existed. Yeah. The '80s once again, really strange time 
no one knows where things are coming yeah, from. Yeah, labyrinth. Yeah. Like weird. I think you, you're, <laughs> you're right to ask that question, or it's an interesting question to me because, especially given the time this was made, it's like it can come out of anywhere. People just yeah. have no fucking clue what's right. going to win out. But you're right. I forgot. Like in the 30s, every movie was a music. That was like you know yeah, when yeah, yeah. Gene Kelly and Shirley Temple. Like every movie was yeah. a staged musical that they just shot. Uh. Broadway Melody, 42nd Street, yeah. Footlights, Top Hat, yeah. Wizard of Oz. Oh, they're right. That counts. Google's yeah. right. Yeah. Yankee Doodle Dandy, Al Jolson's The Jazz Singer, considered the first film musical. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, An American in Paris, Singing in the Rain. Yeah. People don't that, even remember in weird. the 60s, like, it's something like 70% of movies were like spy movies or musicals. It yeah. is weird to remember like that musical used to be a dominant film genre. It, yeah, <laughs> it was like the yeah. dominant genre. So I guess, in, uh, I guess in a way, this movie is almost like the like toward the end of the era. Kind of. Uh, I where, think the 70s yeah. killed the musical. I think... In a, in animated a musicals effort. killed filmed music, or like yeah. if you count Disney movies, isn't yeah, that that's very true? It's really very soon after carried on, Mermaid yeah. was what eighty nine or something around that time, right? So yeah, that's very true. Sound of Music sixty five, yeah. West Side Story. 61. You can actually track like when people have equity in the ec- economy uh-huh. of like, do they go to movies that like usually inspire hope, like more comedies, more musicals. Or is it like slasher movies and stuff right. like that? Mm. You can kind of see where you are. So like economically and socially, like the 70s, that's why there's a lot of slasher movies. There wasn't a lot of like song and dance numbers. Yeah. You know? People was like, we ain't in the movie this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paint. We're, we hate everything. We hate everything, man. Damn. <laughs> Burn it down. Wow. Burn it down. It's crazy how many musicals I forgot that there really are. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. to succeed in business. I love a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. That one's great. I've never seen that movie. Oh, see, I've seen Zero that Mostel. show. Yeah, I've never great. seen that movie actually. Yeah, Zero Must still got blacklisted. The guy from the producers, he's great in it. Yeah, that's and, uh, another good example. And Paint Your Wagon, which I only know from The Simpsons making fun of it. Yeah, that's my yeah. Isn't for a Clint clip Eastwood episode. in that? Clint Eastwood and yeah, uh, the guy right. who's always a drunken monster. What's his name? And they're fucking singing cheerful musical numbers together. <laughs> that is such a fucking... We need to watch that movie. Paint yeah. My Wagon. That's funny. What a blast from the past. Uh, no, we're not going to cover Paint Your Wagon. And I think we're going to wrap up Little Shop. Final Thoughts, up, Little Shop. Um, uh, yeah, I mean... Dude, I, I can... I'll, I'll kick us off. Please. Yeah, yeah, please. Go see it. If you've never <laughs> seen it, see it. Watch it. Find a way to watch it. It is definitely worth it. Uh, I think that if you have never seen a stage play, you'll absolutely love it. And I do want to make that a point. Like, you will absolutely love it. Well, maybe not absolutely love it. But you will appreciate it for the film that it was, I should mm-hmm. say. And you will love it in that way. Um, and I think it's a fun movie... I love that they I, I, I actually love that they are different because if you do eventually watch the stage play, it is a really fun like, all right, let's put them on top of each other and see how they're different and see how they're the same. Mm. Uh which is something that is not common. Uh yeah. when it, it is common, but it they is it's done in a way where they both honor the same feel, mm-hmm. you know, like 
the animated movie of Aladdin and the live action movie of Aladdin, for <laughs> yeah. instance. Yeah. yeah, there's differences, but they also don't honor the same feel. I agree. Uh, in my opinion, whereas no. the stage play and the movie A Little Shop, they honor the same feel. They're playing in the same. Yeah. Like, so the yeah. differences are even more like noticeable. Yeah. Because you're like, huh. Yeah, it they begs don't the, have this song in here. But it the begs same, the comparison because it's like, ah, but you're so close. But the same right. group or, or a different group was trying to do the same thing. Exactly. And this is how they ended up. Yeah. Exactly. And then when you learn all the, the behind the scenes shit of it, it yeah. makes watching a movie that yeah. much more interesting. And the cast is great. Uh, it is my, even it being different than the play, it is still like my top three movie musicals of all time to watch yeah that i can talk about for hours <laughs> yeah i haven't seen the original stage production and now i almost don't want to only because you just made me realize every time i have seen both and compared them even when it was like a middling stage production mm -hmm. the movie's been very disappointing like i was gonna implore people don't see the movie Evita. See it on stage. Don't see the Jesus Christ Superstar movie. It sucks. Yeah. See it on stage. And I know it just makes me wonder if I saw a good production of Little Shop on stage, if I'd be like, I'm over the movie now. Yeah, I don't think you'd be. I think, I think you start to appreciate them both for, sure. uh, for different reasons, right? I think you, knowing, the Jesus Christ knowing you, movie you'd is be weak. fine because you, just like I did, you looked into the technological achievements of the movie you'll enjoy different aspects of Little yeah. Shop at the stage. Well, that's actually my final thought is I, I encourage you to find behind-the-scenes photos and stories about them puppeteering final form Audrey 2. Yeah. Because yeah. it's inspiring in the way they're like learning about Jackie Chan or Keanu Such... Reeves' process. Like the sheer difficulty that went into it. It's not I, easy. I want to be buried in the Audrey 2. <laughs> like if I ever get a lot of money, the first thing I will splurge on is track down the Audrey 2 puppet wherever it exists in the world and right. buy it. I just, I just love anytime craftsmen, they go up way above and beyond yeah. doing things that matters only to them. Like, for example, in this movie, the lips of Audrey are 2 moist. are... Yeah, but they're also <laughs> molded from Ellen Green's lips. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's very... Oh. Those little things are very fun. Those to, little things. But the inside of its mouth is also moist, which means... They had to like every shot. Oh, to spray it down. The, yeah, yeah it's it such up. a pain. All the tendrils like dialing perfectly. They the, said it took three hours every night to patch it up for yeah. the next day's shoot. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> just really an achievement uh, in that regard, just because we don't do that anymore. We just solve it no. with CG. We have our Lion Kings, you know, yeah. like that's what we do with that's it. That's what we, we do. Like, one thing, too, before we get into the final, final thought is <laughs> that I think one reason Audrey 2 is such a fun character. Like, Feed Me, mm -hmm. and Feed Me, Skid Row, and Suddenly Seymour are my three favorite songs of, mm -hmm. the, of the production. Feed Me is so great. <laughs> uh, Feed Me. Sorry. No, you're good. <coughs> Went down the wrong tube. No, you're mm -hmm. all good. <coughs> all right, sorry. I'm you're good. all good, man. Uh, <laughs> Feed Me is so great. Yeah. It, it, they're a little different between the two, but both of them are so good. And I think one other reason, too, that if you do get a chance to see it, that makes Audrey 2 way more fun to see live is because you don't get too many characters who are 
such a big part of the story and play that mm. you don't see. Yeah. Like you only hear his voice uh, when you watch it live. Yeah. Whereas a movie, that's not something that's abnormal. No. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, that's Brave something very toaster. normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And they so, have to figure out how to make that interesting, how to make it work. How to make it work. Yeah. So to see it work live is also very fun too, where in the movie... I do think they had to give him more. He has more in the movie. Because yeah. you have to. Yeah. He has to have more in but the I movie. But I do feel like if I saw a production, now the movie, unfortunately, has set my standards. If they weren't like Jim Henson level... Because if you've seen behind the scenes Sesame Street stuff for like that Elmo movie that came out, these puppeteers are like dedicated to fucking puppeteering. And if I saw someone who couldn't do the Audrey puppet on yeah. stage... I'd I feel like there's a lot of space to fuck up with the There puppet. is. I mean, the, 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 the first production I did, the Audrey 2s were not great. They were huge. <laughs> like yeah. they, you, they usually give them like three or four because you have to have Stages the first one. Yeah. Then you have to have the middle one. Then you have the one that's Act 2. And then you have to have the last one, Final Form Audrey mm-hmm. 2, which is just basically takes up the entire flower shop and in the movie they invented for the first time never before done in filmed puppeteering one that grows as you watch it oh that's so when cool. he's doing when he's feeding it the blood for the first time it, it actually, goes from phase three to phase yeah. four in real time they had to like put an inflatable thing inside that's it. really it's cool. fucking awesome that's yeah. so yep. cool yep good work that is some hard to do shit yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't think there's even craftsmen like there's not the same number of craftsmen who can do that thing on the planet still anymore. Yeah. Yeah, Poor Stan Winston died. Yeah. Mm. But if I saw a stage production where the puppeteering was good, I think I'd be even more magical because it's happening really right in front of you. Well, if you do go see it, it probably will be professional because I even remember this from high school to get our crappy college made Mm -hmm. like puppets was ten thousand dollars? Holy shit! To rent them for oh, okay. So a you guys didn't build them. No, no, no. Okay. You, that would be impossible to build. You well, not impossible, but for a high school but production, it would be impossible it's to not build. My job. I'm here yeah. to act or direct or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And our crew would that would have been way worse. But so they're expensive to get because yeah. they're so big. So yeah. if you go see Little Shop, it has to be a very expensive. Did you see that elementary school production of Alien that just went viral? No. <laughs> Check it I out. Want to. I'll see it. The set to, uh, like all the parents got together and made all the props and costumes that out of recycled great. materials, including like at the end a fucking eleven year old girl in a mech suit fights the alien and hurls it That's off stage. So That's great. Amazing. I yeah. love it. I Can't wait to see, see it. Right. Let's watch that after this. So Great puppeteering, solid cast, little shot, little shot, little shot. Uh, before we go, yeah, can, uh, is there any social media accounts that you run that maybe our audience might like? Yeah, yeah, Plug yeah. Your shows. Yeah, you can find me everywhere at Jaquise Neal, J A C Q U I S N E A L. All social media, um, and yeah, that's about it. Oh, Culture Kings is the show that I do on the iHeart. Radio Network, you can catch that out. I'm not sure when this is coming out, but there may Tuesday. be... Oh, Tuesday? All right, cool. Uh, well, I have something else. Another podcast coming down the pipeline. That's my own venture. Oh. Um, so be on the lookout for that. I can't talk too, too, too much about it, but be on the lookout for that. Awesome. be pretty dope to check out. Yeah, thanks, thanks for so being. much for being here. Thanks. The end. <laughs> That's how you end it. <laughs>